0: Are you ready to start living the life of your dreams? Are you ready to invite the magic, the stories, and the lessons to take your life to the next level? I'm Nicole Winley, and I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. Because when you feel good, when you believe in yourself, success and achievement are just around the corner. Ain't nothing fabricated here. It's real stories from real people to guide you through life's ups and downs. Let today be the start of something new. Let today be the day that you change any belief that limits you. Welcome to Believe It Achieve It. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe It Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and dun-dun-da! Dun, this is part two of my three-part series on unpacking Nicole. So I have Dr. Janet Finneman here. I just messed up. I think everybody knows by now. Dr. Janet. Janet. Her close friends call her Janet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So today we are turning the tables on myself, right? So Janet has been taking over. She is in the driver's seat and we are unpacking how I got to be where I am today. (laughs) We did part one and that was like talking about how or where or who I was when I walked into Janet's office over nine years ago. And we kind of went through my childhood, my beginnings, life and how I hit my rock bottom. And then I finished up, we were finishing up and we said, now we're gonna talk about the good stuff where I literally,
1: Uh
0: (laughs) my biggest change and you know this, I mean, you know this, my biggest change was learning what the word gratitude was <laughs> and learning how to practice it. I know you remember. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a big moment.
0: Yeah, so.
1: Okay, so, so what I would start with is that I really want everybody to listen to the first session of this series, the first part of Unpacking Nicole, mm-hmm. and also to your podcast where you really kind of tell your story. My story. Because you, between your podcast and your Facebook group and just your, you know, presence in the world, you are a really strong, positive presence. Everybody who knows you today knows you as positive Nicole, right? That you're just all about, you're always out there, you're laughing, you're radiating love, you're spraying love, it's all all good. And I think it's really easy to look and just say... Well, it's just because you just have a charmed life. You're just, you know what I mean? Nothing has ever been hard for you. You've not had any challenges. If my life was easy, I'd be unicorns and rainbows too. So it's really important to get that whole history that that is not true, that your story is certainly as challenging and much more challenging than than many. From the big event that led you into therapy and doing the work, and then what that unraveled a whole lifetime from day one of that was very hard, right? Of just really being alone and raising yourself alone in very dysfunctional situations for a long time. And so, and the place where you were when you met me, where you walked in, you you were at, I mean, at a low to where you couldn't even get out of bed or leave your house, right? And, and that had been going on for I mean, it's an extended period of time. So that first part of therapy, I think, is probably kind of what we think of when we think of therapy, right? Is that first stage of you just, you're so lost and you're in so much pain, whether it's just you're really low from depression or you're so anxious, you know, you can't sleep or you you can't enjoy life or you're angry or, you know... Uh, having physical symptoms or panic attacks, you can't cross the bridges. All these things that, like, your life is getting just so painful and so hard that you finally make the call, right? Mm-hmm. That call at three in the morning, or send the email or the message, and you know, just in a sort of a hail mary, right? This yes. giant, right? It's it's a giant leap of faith, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, as somebody who's a therapist, but somebody who's also been in therapy so many times, my whole life <laughs> with so many different people. Like I get with that, you know what I mean. I get that feeling to go in and to be exposed and to be vulnerable and to be at your worst state and to just. I hope this person, you know, at least is nice, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Doesn't just judge me and laugh me out the room and hopefully, God, they hopefully they could help me. You know what I mean? Like somebody has to be able to help. And, you know, and you kind of, then you kind of dive in the, in, in the work and it can be kind of hard at first, right? It, it's, it's not, you know, it's not this process where you have this treatment plan where it's like, okay, today you're going to feel this way. And next week, you're going to feel this way. And by week six, you're, you know what I mean? It's, it's winding and it it isn't even two steps up and one step back. Cause there's no, it's not linear and it's just, and you're just kind of stuck in the middle of it. Um, and I was resistant in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's, that's normal, right? That's, that's, it's normal and healthy. You know, I, I don't want anybody sort of going in and just with blind faith, just putting somebody else's plan, right? And somebody else's perspective, in front of yours. It's, it's a tricky time because in general, when you're first starting therapy, your gut instinct is not great. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? It's, you're not very clear. You're not very Mm -hmm. mindful. So it's very hard to tell the difference between. You're you're a fucking mess. I mean, I hate. Right. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Put it bluntly. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's hard to know. This is my impulse to have this conversation or to leave this room or to, you know, you know, eat this food or whatever. Is that like my gut talking to me? You know, is that my intuition or is that like my sort of like self-destructive addictive impulses, right? It's just kind of a confusing part at the beginning. But I think why people stay is I think it feels so good to be heard, you know, to finally, it's very rare in life, right? That you have an hour where you just sit and somebody just, listens and looks right at you and hears and acknowledges and is, you know, right with you in your darkest moments. And that just, I think just that is very healing.
0: And it's
1: 100%. And you weren't always on my side. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Because then you do, like, there's that idea of sort of professional perspective, right? Where sometimes you have to to look and say, well, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was many times I dreaded going to see you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. It's, it's like, then, you know, going to that going to the gym or whatever, <laughs> where especially like the first time or in the beginning stages where you're like, oh my God, right. I don't want to go. But then you're like halfway through and you're like, okay,
1: okay. And then you finish and you're just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right. But you know, Absolutely. And it's, the gym metaphor is the metaphor, right? I always say, don't get confused. I think we confuse therapy sometimes with school when it's like the gym, right? Mm -hmm. And that's sort of maybe a good segue into this section of it, right? Is that in this middle, you you know, it wasn't, we didn't just like see each other every week for 10 years, right? You know what I mean? Like there were long periods in between where you were just, you know, off growing and living Mm -hmm. and, So, you know, I think we think we go to therapy and then we graduate and we're just done and everything's just, we're fixed. Mm -hmm. And it isn't, it is much more of the gym model, right? If you go to the gym really intensely for six months and then you don't go, you know, within two months, you've lost all of your gains, right? Mm -hmm. You have to, you maybe don't have to work out with a trainer three times a week for the rest of your life, but you do have to carry you know what you learned and practice what you learned and you do have to continue to build and strengthen the
0: muscles the emotional fitness work on the emotional fitness which makes a hundred percent sense to me now yeah. but back then I was just learning emotional yeah. fitness without even really knowing I was working on my emotional right fitness.
1: right <laughs> right. 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 And so, you know, and there is no timeline with it. And, and there's no like if you take a step back or if you find a different therapist or you take a break from it or you hit a wall, there's no failure. There's no failing in therapy. Like everything in the process of personal growth is success. You're always learning something. And you. we sometimes we have to trust our mind to know when we're ready to for the next level and we tend to need to be uncomfortable to get to the next level. So when you're in so much pain and then you kind of do some therapy and then you're out of that pain, it's really nice to take a break. Mm-hmm. Right? And to just be like okay, it's really great that you know, I could sleep at night. I mean, I have to take an Ambien, but still with that it works, I can sleep. You know, my life uh, I'm leaving the house you know what I mean I'm part of the world I'm living. I'm back to living. At this point
0: I've gone back to work. Right. You know, I'm I'm living. Right. Seeing some, you know, seeing friends, dating, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I was just living.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. And now that I've opened my eyes to wanting to live, right, so for, you know, we'll give, call it five years, I was, I was working on that. Now I'm living, and it's like, okay, okay, you know, but I'm
1: just living. Right. And so, but you're kind of stronger, right, and you're out in the world, so you're being kind of exposed. And whether it's just, you know, happenstance or that your brain realizes that it's ready or the universe collides or whatever, all of a sudden you can hear things a little bit differently you know like i hear all the time clients saying something like i know you told me this like 20 times but i never for some reason it was so di- you know what i mean it was so different this one time or when i heard it from this other person and and there's no sh- there's no shame in that that's part of the process right is that that we have to get ready for these things and You know, and so I just think that little by little, as your world started getting bigger and you started different, doing different things and stronger and wanting to want more, that's where like the idea of gratitude came Mm. in and to where you were even open At that point, because I think we had talked about gratitude
0: earlier. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to write down my gratitude. (laughs) Bullshit, you know,
1: whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I get it, right? I mean, like, how ridiculous does that sound, right? Like, that I'm going to write something down, you know what I mean, every day, which is annoying and goofy. And, like, what, it's going to change my life? No, I don't think so. And I think that's the challenge, right, with therapy. And that's where when you have – you know, people who've done the work and then are going out. That's when you need a coach, which I've had therapist Janet and I've had coach Janet, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) That's really the next next level. And that's like where I've sort of shifted in my practice, right? I think is because I've over these, whatever, 11, 12 years, I've had, you know what I mean? So many clients that just moved through that first stage and were ready for the next. Ready for more ready for more, ready to not just get by and exist, but to like really thrive in life and to to feel joy and to take the risks and to to really figure out who they are and what they want to be and then allow themselves to go after that, whether it's the career or the health or the friends or the job or the travel or a move. We have all these ways that are we hold ourselves back right and so i think for you that your willingness to try the gratitude practice even though it sounded ridiculous mm. <laughs> right yeah but your willingness to do it despite to kind of act as if that then the payoff from that just like the pay, like just when you go to the gym you know, you don't feel great the first couple, you know, yeah. I mean, couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, even that you're going, it's, it's hard and you're just doing it because you're just hoping that there's going to be this payoff that everybody promises. But and I then think-
0: when there's not, then you're like, ah, screw it. I'm not even getting right. It. Right? right. So here's, here's my, ah, uh, you know, my moment, right. <laughs> right. Right. Like this is where I can stay where I am or I can thrive and live my best life. And right. I still didn't, no, you know and you told me about the gratitude and I started doing it and I was like okay and every night it was what am I grateful for you three things and it was Duke, Duke. <laughs> you were on there a lot of times Aww. and and you know and then I would come up with something else but I was doing it and that's the point is now I see what the importance of writing down those three things are even if it is Duke every single night. Right, but there were two other things, right? Or it was getting my mind searching for the gratitude, exactly. instead of searching for the yucky stuff.
1: The, the, yeah, and so instead of so searching I'm- for
0: the depression or the anger or the fear, I was searching for good gratitude.
1: Exactly, and so the, the science I have found over the years that the more science you can share, and the more personal examples of success that you can share, the more likely people are to do it. So the science behind that is that we have they the scientists have found that we have a negativity bias in our brain, which is in our brain to keep us safe. So the idea is that when we were having to like run away from bears and stuff, our brain was developed that it would experience negative events. It would relive them more than positive events. And it pictures them bigger, more vivid, more multi-sensory than positive events. That our brain is literally wired to remember negative events more often and more intensely than positive. And it's a way to keep us safe, but we just don't really need that any, anymore. So for everybody who's in the world with the hypervigilance, like we're basically hardwired for mm-hmm. hypervigilance, to be kind of looking for the negative, to be looking for the threat and so what the positive psychology scientists fig- you know did when they were they were trying to study it was the first time in in the study of human development and, th- and therapy and psychology. they've always studied. The problems. They've always studied depression, anxiety, all of that. Those are the first time they decided, let's study resilience. Let's get a pool of people who have had really negative things like you and were the outliers. They were the ones who survived, who still had the positive attitude, who, you know, who did not have depression, who did not have anxiety, Let's study them and figure out what it was. And they were stumped because there were no um, patterns that made any sense. It was men, it was women, it was young, it was old. It was every country in the world. It was religious. It was not really like they just, there was nothing that they could find. The one thing they found was that the people who were able to thrive after adversity was that they had, without knowing it, some ritual Mm -hmm. that they did in their life that focused their brain on finding the positive in the negative. And then with a lot of study, what they came up with is the one tool that we could replicate that for everybody because everybody's was different. Mm -hmm. You know, of the people that they studied, there was nothing the same. Some of them were cultural, some of them were religious, some of them were just personal, but they all had this way that they had programmed their brain to look for the positive. And so what they, what the researchers found was that keeping track of your gratitude every day, Mm -hmm. keeping track track three to five things every day in that day that you're grateful for, you try not to repeat because it's very easy to say, well, I have a roof over my head. Everybody's alive in my family. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And it's not as meaningful. So you try not to repeat and exactly what you were saying. So what happens is you're training your brain to scan for the positive. Because all day long, you're like, shit, I know tonight I got to write things down okay. It's 12 o'clock and I haven't thought of anything. Okay, I got to start thinking. And then also, then you think of something at nine and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to remember this in 12 hours. So what do you do? You replay it in your brain and you see it bigger and brighter and more multisensory, just like the way we're We're wired with the negativity and we start to rewire our brains, and they've done all the studies where they can see brains before and after gratitude and before and after therapy and everything and with neuroplasticity, there are actual new neural pathways formed and After a while, just like it's you don't like go to the gym one day and all of a sudden your whole life has changed, and you've lost fifty pounds and you know what I mean it takes time. And that's the same thing with the gratitude. and I said, for me, I did the journal when I first started it, I don't know twenty, maybe thirty like this I've done this my whole life mm-hmm. and I just did it because it's one of those things to do all right, I'll do it. and it never really made much of an impact on me until I had a really terrible day, right with I don't even remember what it was, but I mean it was a day where I could not. Think of something to be grateful for, and that nobody would be surprised. But, you know, it was a legitimate somebody had died. There was a, some, it was a terrible day, and but I was in the habit of writing down my gratitude, and so I took my pen out and I was like, <sighs> Right, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day that I wrote, "I have a roof over my head." You know, I'm alive. people that I love are alive and in that moment I can still remember the moment now I can remember the bed I was in and the apartment that I was in the whole thing I had such a wave of oh my gosh like right you have you know what I mean yeah this was a terrible thing that happened this was a terrible day and at the same time you have so much to be grateful for like how dare you kind of sit down and be like, oh, my life is miserable. It's terrible. Well, I have nothing to be great. And then you think of, because as you write that, well, I have a roof over my head. You, what do you think of? All the people who don't, right? right? I have my health. What do you think of? All the, people that, all the people that don't, right? And you think, gosh, how entitled am I that I can't see that in this moment? And it was such a, a, a moment for me to be able to have two things exist at once, which is that a terrible thing happened, And all these other wonderful things still are happening too, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that was your experience with the gratitude as well.
0: Yeah, so with me, gratitude was my biggest, uh aha, game changer. I meant it to win it. Life has changed. Gratitude. I mean, I tattooed it on my arm, right? (laughs) Right. So I started the gratitude journal with you. I'm getting there, right? I'm moving and grooving. Life's getting, you know, a little bit living, you know, and I came across, and I've done a whole podcast on this, so I'll just summarize my uh, first event with Tony Robbins, my first self-improvement, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, just powwow, just full-on, full immersion event. And I had watched I'm Not Your Guru on Netflix. I had heard someone talk about attending his event, and I was like, hmm, let me look into this. (laughs) And so I looked into it and lo and behold, boom, I'm off on a plane to California, right? I couldn't even leave Jacksonville, Florida. I'm flying to California. Huge, right? Huge, right? It doesn't seem
1: like some people are listening and like, that's not a big deal, but it was a huge, 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 right? It was only a matter of years before that, where you wouldn't have gone on a plane at all. It was hard enough to just, Cross the ditch.
0: Yes, yes, yes. A hundred percent. Like I could fly to Atlanta and that was it. And that took a lot to get right, there. Right. So I go to Tony Robbins, still like not real sure what the whole gig is, but, you know, 12, 15 hour days. I'm like, what in the hell? And I still kind of went knowing I was scared of those days, but I'm like, it's fine. I'll just go have lunch. I'll go take a nap, you know, whatever. It'll be fun. So I get in there. I'm halfway in on my first day. And I'm like, this is too much for me. There's 10,000 people in here. I'm in an auditorium. Right. I'm up high. I'm panicking. All the panic set in. And now I had the tools to work with the panic. So I'm pulling out all my tools. I even had been to the acupuncturist. I had ear seeds. I was, you know, breathing. I was doing everything I could and could not pull myself out. I was like, I have to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. I've got to get out of here. And I had somebody that stopped me, a crew member. I won't go full into detail on that. That'll be a whole podcast on its own. Yeah. That and uh, is. asked if I was okay. I said, no, the heck I'm not okay. Full, meltdown, you know, and got in the game. I got my head in the game. I met some amazing people, finished out the event, which was four days, walked across fire, changed my whole freaking right, life. But I'll tell you, my biggest takeaway from that was gratitude. So here I'm getting it from you. Now I'm getting it from Tony Robbins, attitude mm-hmm. of gratitude. You have to gratitude, gratitude. It's just like gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. So I'm like, okay, I'm paying attention to this big time now, Right. And then at my church, my pastor talked about gratitude. And I'm like, okay, now I got three people coming at me, right? With this gratitude, yeah. this gratitude bullshit, right? Sure. I mean, I was sure. like, not in the beginning, it was gratitude bullshit. I won't lie, you know? Sure. And so now I'm I'm in it, right? And then uh, I remember um, our, my pastor, Pastor Joby said, you know, talking about gratitude and the whole, you know, why we should do it and everything and I think he was talking about getting mad at somebody on the road or something. And he pulled out his gratitude list and started reading it and then would, like checked yourself. So he had okay. us all get out our phones because I know everybody in here has their phone. And that's what you said to me,
1: uh-huh. get out your
0: phone, download a gratitude app. It's free. No excuse. You don't have to have a pen. You don't have to have a piece of paper. You don't turn the light right. on in your bedroom. <laughs> They'll send you a reminder every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he said, however, whatever your age is, Give me that many things that you're grateful for. Mm, oh, I, I was, like it. I'm in my forties, right? So I'm like, Oh gone. Uh, <laughs> and we're in church and we're getting a few and you know, you're spitting out those first few, And then he starts on with this, his service. So you put your phone down, take it home. And you know, me, <laughs> I am really serious about if someone gives me homework. Yes. I, I am hundred percent compliant. Right. So I had my list. I still have it in my phone somewhere. Mm. And It was a struggle, but then it started becoming like, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. You know, you know, just the simple act of being able to get clean drinking water. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, that we don't think about. We just drink the water. We don't realize how incredibly grateful and how amazing it is that we can just get clean drinking water. Right. All the things we take for granted. Right. And so all that stuff that I wasn't looking at now, I'm looking at it. And so I know I, I, I remember this day. I will never forget this day in my entire life. I'll never forget this day mm. is going into your office after the event, after, you know, I, I don't know. It probably been a who knows, a couple weeks or whatever. And I said, holy shit, Jim. Mm-hmm. this gratitude business works. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh my gosh, welcome <laughs> to the world. And I said, you live like this, don't you? And you said, absolutely. And you said the exact same thing you said on here. You'd been doing this for years. And I was just like, oh, it hit me. I was like, wow, people do. And there are other people that live like this. This is amazing. Right. <laughs> The simple, simple thing that we can all do right now Mm -hmm. is start a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. And so many people, and look, I was this person, you know, 100% I was this person. You're like, I'm grateful, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Yeah, right? But practicing gratitude.
1: The practice of it.
0: Changes your life.
1: Absolutely, the practice of it, yeah. So much so that I tattooed it on my body. <laughs> well, and, and it is, like, I love that that's really, that's this middle section of unpacking Nicole, right? That that, it's just really encapsulated by the gratitude because that's how powerful the that one simple thing is, is the shift that that made, made for you is what ultimately has allowed everything else, everything that's going to come in the next episode of the third part of, of Unpacking Nicole, right? Of all of the manifestation that everybody now sees, you know, of you really stepping into your full self and everything, that it really was, yes, it was the initial stage of, of the slogging through the, you know, the hard therapy stuff. But that simple bit of the gratitude and, and the, that awareness of needing to practice it Mm -hmm. Right. The awareness that we have the power, but also have to take the responsibility to prioritize and do these small, simple things that make the difference. And that when we don't do them, we feel we feel terrible. And when we do feel them, we feel good that when you start to put to string together a bunch of days of really just like feeling this like profound Gratitude of where you walk by your washer and dryer and you want to cry because you're so grateful <laughs> that you don't have to hang your clothes out on the you know on the line and that you have clothes and that you know what I mean, They're just like every moment you're to be able to sort of live in this kind of awe and gratitude, it's a shift that then opens a whole new life and motivates you to do more of the things that, you know, that's what then motivated you to start with all of the practices that you talk about now, you know, with the, mo- mm-hmm. with the meditation and the priming and the exercise and the drinking water, like all of those things. Now that you've really, really gotten it, that right, these, all these things, everybody says, says to do, right. They're all important. Yeah. yeah, yeah And sometimes I, do, sometimes I do like, no, right. I do them and I do them every day. And like each day exponentially, you just become kind of Freer and more in the flow and more aligned, so much more mindful and present, and that's where it has. That's where everything starts to shift, right? You you didn't the coaching and the all of the amazing things that are going on in your life right now, the podcast and everything. They didn't come from you know sitting down and making a vision board or making a business plan or going to a career coach, or it came from doing this every day of having time with yourself and being aligned with yourself and with the universe and quieting your mind and getting out from under others, others' expectations and really raising your vibration in the world. Mm -hmm. And then everything just falls into place. Right. The magic starts unfolding
0: (laughs) in episode three, the magic starts unfolding, (laughs) but you know, I was, I was resistant to the gratitude. Mm -hmm, I, it took, It took not one, not two, but three different sources right. tapping on my shoulder, flipping me in the back of the head, like, you know, like, come on, girl, right, like, come on, you're almost there, you're almost there. And uh, right. it was my biggest shift, my biggest crack, you know, it's the biggest you know, as Oprah would say, the aha moment. The aha you moment. know, yeah, it's my aha moment. Is and, and for walking so many- into your office and saying, "Oh my god, <laughs> right. this time is
1: like real, man!" And you live right. like this, Janet. You live like this. <laughs> yeah, I remember that moment clear as day. It was a long time ago, and it feels like it was five minutes. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a simple thing when you get it down and you are in it, right? You're in this world of gratitude. It's, it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that like that moment and moments were such a shift to me too, right. As a, as a therapist, and which was led me to really shift, start shifting my approach when I just kept seeing moments like that over and over and over where there was just such a huge shift, you know, and that it wasn't just a day like, oh, it's exciting, and then next week everybody was back to being miserable. Like it was, like an absolute shift, like right? that a big level up, and t- from such small things, you know what I mean, from from the coaching, you know, from the skills and the tools. When I just kept seeing those silly little tools and strategies how right. they seem so silly yeah well, they seem, they, it seems absurd yeah right? like that's kind of like a chain yeah right and to me right, well, you spent all this time getting all this training and reading all these books and doing all this stuff to do all the you know all the work let's talk about the past and let's look at it from this perspective and cognitive all this stuff which is all valuable. I'm not diminishing in any way, but it was it was an aha moment for me too to be able to see that that approach had almost a bigger impact, right? A deeper, more profound shift, a higher level up than sort of the more traditional work that I had been been doing and I just wanted you know what I mean? I wanted more people to be able to experience
0: that. Mm. And I'll tell you, this is how we'll wrap up part two, right? Is I've had my aha moment, right? Woo. And I also learned at my Tony Robbins event that this, you know, was kind of like the middle of it is that you don't have bad days. And I was like, still like, but I will. Well, you have to turn into episode three, right? To figure yeah. out and to learn how I have not had a bad day mm-hmm. since that day I walked into your office. Yeah. I have not had a bad day. Yes, I've had a lot of bad stuff, a lot of bad things, life, it's life, but I've not had a bad day. So you have to tune in to <laughs> our next episode, right? Da, da, da. you hear all the magic, man, all the magic and how... I truly have not had a bad day since I rewired my brain. Amazing! Thanks to gratitude.
1: Thanks.
0: <laughs> Woo! I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ah, I'm just smiling ear to ear, taking me back and reliving, reliving that moment and that time. So good. That time. Ah. So good. So a huge, huge, huge thank you, Janet, because, you know, I was nervous. I I can admit to everyone I was nervous on doing these and we're halfway through them now. And I knew that I was in the
1: best hands possible
0: uh, (laughs) as nervous as I was. yeah, You're
1: doing great. And you're so you're helping so many, so many people hearing it from you, right? Hearing the, the testimony, the the experience that I did this and it worked is just so much more powerful than anything that I can say, you know what I mean? Uh, even with, I can bring out all the evidence, but what people want to know is here's somebody that I can relate to and they felt the way I felt, they did these things and now they feel better. Like you're just helping so many people. So I love that.
0: Mm. Ah, uh, well, I love you, and I thank you so much. And you guys, tune in for the finale, woo! Episode uh, part three of this three-part three series. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Janet. Thank um, you so thank much. You. As always, you guys go make it an awesome freaking day, and much much love. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Believe It, Achieve It. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you some value, please share it with a friend or subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love hearing from all of you, so please drop me a line at coachnicolewindley.com. That is coachnicolewindley, W-I-N-D-L-E-Y.com. Catch you next time. Much, much love.